94. I feel just so filled up already tonight, just so good, and we thank God. I think it's, it's important, 94. It's so important that uh, we put our hearts into every part of every service because God's got, God works in so many ways, and I do appreciate great testimonies that, that are edifying, that build us up and strengthen us, and I think it's valuable to me, it's valuable to the church to, to know that there's, there's brothers and sisters that are just so sincere and so real in, in their dedication to God and what they're going through. And I do appreciate everything you do to just be a help and a blessing to the church. Said it this morning, you're part of something bigger than just your own battle. God's brought you into something that, that he uses to change lives, to change those that are bound in sin. He's, you're a part of God's, God's plan and God's purpose in these last days. These days we know they're perilous times and God's called you into his church to be a part of his plan. Amen. All that the devil's unleashing that you read about in the word of God and everything you, everything you see in the front pages. And God's brought you into his church for such a time as this. It's not a time to play games. It's not a time to just get selfish and think about your own, you know, battles. God wants to work through you and make a difference. Amen. Psalm 94. Let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you for, for Lord, just friends, for men and women that love you and that love your truth. And God, that are hungry for, for more of you. They're not satisfied with lies that traditions have told them. But God, they're looking for you in your word. And God, a closer walk with you. Help us tonight, God. I know somebody needs a miracle tonight. Somebody needs victory tonight. And God, I pray that you will equip them, Lord, to have that victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. Psalm 94, 17. Unless the Lord had been my help. Wow. Think about that. Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. When I said my foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to talk about victory that God wants to give us. How many know victory means there's a battle? I know that sometimes Christians get this idea that you know, I, I'm just going to stay with me on this because it might not sound like I'm on the right track, but you just stay with me. We're going to get there. Well, I'm going to pray about it and everything's going to be all right. Hey, that, I, I will agree with that statement, but that doesn't mean it's going to be without a fight. Sometimes God just takes things out of the way, but sometimes you got to be like David and say, I'm going to pick up the sling. Amen. I'm going to engage in this battle, and I'm going to press on through to victory. We get spoiled and expect God to just move when we say move. And then when it doesn't happen like that, and God wants us to exercise some faith and stand up and be strong in the midst of a battle, we say, oh, why me, why God, and don't realize that you've got what it takes to win battles. 
You've got what it takes to stand up in a sinful generation. Amen. Your salvation, hear what I'm saying. Your salvation is not just good enough to be, to behave yourself when everybody's doing good around you. When you're living in these last days when the devil's fighting hard, you've got enough to stomp on the head of the enemy. Amen. You've got enough to live right and not only stay right when everybody around you is wrong, you've got enough to, hallelujah, shine a light and be a testimony to somebody, praise God, who needs what you have. Amen. we got to get our mindset in that. We're not just trying to survive. We're trying to make an impact. We're not just trying to, oh, please don't let me slip. But we're trying to pull somebody else up out of the pit. Amen. Uh, Our testimony is if the Lord hadn't been our help, where would you be today if it wasn't for the Lord? Where would we be today? I cannot imagine what kind of mess my life would be in if it hadn't been for the Lord. If it been up to me doing my best, I'd, I'd been a wreck. Hallelujah. Some people still think I'm a wreck, but you, would, you wouldn't even know what a wreck was unless you saw me without Jesus. Amen. God's been good. We're going through battles. We're going through trials. I understand that. But I want to talk about an aspect of victory just for a little while tonight. Because there's a lot of different facets, if you will, of victory. A lot of different things and areas that the devil fights us in that we need to be overcoming. Amen. Amen. How many understand that? Let me just back up a little bit and lay that in a little bit more. Overcoming. Overcoming. That means you're going to face adversity and you're going to overcome it. Hallelujah. But if you don't have victory in what we're going to talk about here tonight, you really don't have victory. Because there are aspects of our life that lives that are more obvious than others. Not any less important, but really more visible, I'd say, that people can see and, and understand that uh, something else is going on. But, but what is not seen really, really sometimes can slip by. And uh, sometimes if we're not careful, what's going on inside our hearts and inside our minds, we, we don't let God just work the way he wants to work. And if you're bound in your mind, you're not free. If you are a slave to the enemy in your mind, he's got you. Praise God. If you don't have victory in your mind, then you don't have victory. I read this this week and it just... You know, it gets your attention to me. It, it's so personal. Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence when I said, My foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. That's our testimony. Mercy of God has helped us. Without his mercy, where would we be? But then it goes on and says, In the multitude of my thoughts. That is a terrifying statement for some people. But if you don't confront what's going on inside of you, you will not have victory. You allow the enemy to overrun your thoughts, overrun your, your mind in such a way, and, and you continually just stay distracted rather than confronting that, saying, hey, that's in there. I need to deal with that. Right. Sometimes you have to get quiet. Sometimes you have to stop 
and recognized. You might say, well, that's not me. Well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's, that's your identity right there. Not what you project outside of you and what people might think about you. God says, I know your works. I know what's inside. I know what's going on in you. And you can say that doesn't, you can deny it. But God says, that's, that's who you are. Amen. In the multi, but, but listen to what this, the psalmist says here. In the multitude of my thoughts, all the thoughts that go through my mind, especially when things are difficult. How many know what I'm talking about? We're not talking about when everything's easy going. But all the things that go through your mind when, when you're under pressure. Again, you can say, well, that's just, I was just having a bad day. That's how you have a bad day, I guess. That's you. That's really who you are. You can justify it. You can excuse it away. But, you know, let's hope when Jesus comes, you're having a good day. Let's hope, uh, you know, a lot of folks when I don't, you know, we don't like to talk about it. But, you know, when you pass from this life into the next, praise God, let's hope you're having a good day. (laughs) Let's hope, you know, it's. You know, when you say, oh, you know, I, I do really good when everything's going my way. But then if I don't, you know, I mean, I can't be held accountable for that. Where do you get that? Right. Praise God. Jesus was praying on the cross. Yeah. Say, well, that was Jesus. Yeah. And he's in you. If you're kind of God, you can see Stephen in the book of Acts getting stoned for being a Christian. Right. Amen. Right. He's he's looking up into glory. Hallelujah. He's he's uh, he's doing all right. Amen. That's the kind of Holy Ghost God's given us. I'm not wishing that on anybody. Say, man, you're getting pretty serious there. I'm telling you, that's the kind of power God's put in you that you don't have to scream and yell and be be just against everybody, screaming, tearing them down. Hey, what about that one? And he just he's a liar. And hey, I guess this is this is me going home. Amen. Hallelujah. In the multitude of my thoughts within me. Thy comforts delight my soul. Isn't that great? All that's rushing through my mind throughout the day, all that that comes across this, this, my thoughts in my trials and in my problems, God, you're in the middle of it comforting me. You're in the middle of it ordering my thoughts. Bringing a, I, I tell you, that's where a lot of folks are messing up. It, it's not so much uh, uh, so obvious to to anybody else, but but when you lose control of uh, of of what's going through your head, it, and you allow it to overrun you, depression. I'm just going to tell somebody here today. I, everything you know, years ago. Preachers used to preach this idea, well, you know, folks that are addicts and folks that are alcoholics, you know, it's, it's no longer sin. It's not something you can be delivered of. Certainly, we don't believe in that in a modern society. It's an illness. And you can blame them for that as much as you can blame somebody, you know, for, for having a cold. It's just not anybody's fault. And preachers, you know, that were worth anything would say, hey, wait a minute. Repent of sin. 
Amen. There's a difference here. If you call out to the Lord, God will save you. He'll, he'll deliver you. He'll transform your life if you come to him. Right. Amen. Amen. Now, now every time somebody's sad, every time somebody's moody, you know, they can't control, you know, you don't discipline children. So they grow up and they're having a bad day. So they get, they get a little crazy and, and, and you know, they, well, that, that poor deer's got a disorder. Well, however, the alphabet, you know, goes for them, you know, OCD, ADD, ADHD, and, and on and on and on. It just, they started that snowball down the hill. But can I tell you something about, about your moods and, and your personality? When God comes into your life, he'll bring order. There's things about you that may be more detail oriented and maybe more sensitive and some things and uh, maybe get a little more focused on things. And that's a gift when it's channeled by God in a in a proper way. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. But when you allow yourself to be aggressive or to be. Uh, self-destructive to be you know full of despair and depression and 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 say well i i just can't help myself well in god there's help in god he will come into the multitude of your thoughts and and bring comfort I, I certainly do believe, and I, I'm, listen to me, I think the world and, and everything, uh, I, I do think there's people out there trying to help. I think a lot of people are trying to make money. Right. I have to be honest with you, but nonetheless, they're doing what they can with what they've got, and it's a broken system in a broken world that is meant not to get people free, but to keep people paying the bills, whether it's your tax dollars, and here we go off on that tangent. But the fact of the matter is God can take who you are and bring comfort into you. Maybe you've been hurt or abused or, or, or some trauma has happened in your life and, and, and you have tendencies. Your thoughts may tend to go in certain directions. God can enter into that and bring peace, bring help in the midst of your battle. I... I I've talked to people already just, just, you know, you deal with life, you deal with family, uh, you deal with, you know, marriage, whatever it might be. There's, there's going to be some challenges. Right. You know, life has all kind of opportunities to be angry, to be sad, to be hurt. There's a wide range of, uh, of emotions. And, and, but in all that, it... it God can help you not get overwhelmed. The Bible talks about in the book of Psalms, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that's higher than I. You need to be able to, to be honest with yourself and say, hey, here's what's going on inside. You don't have to tell me. If I can help you, I will. I'm not saying you, you shouldn't or you can't, but you don't have to. But you do have to be honest with yourself and with God and say, here's Here's where I'm weak. Here's where I struggle. Here's where I may get off track some. And and the multitude of my thoughts start to overwhelm me, start to derail my faith. And that's where I need to to focus on staying on track. That's where I need to to pray. Amen. 
Uh, Philippians 4. I've seen a lot of folks get off track and learn how to get back on track. Because you just have to be, you have to be honest with yourself. The people that can't do well are the ones that won't be honest with themselves and say, hey, this is a problem. I've got a problem. You know, when this happens or somebody says this, and, and you know what my problem is? I need them to stop saying this. <laughs> no, you need to control yourself. You need to have the Holy Ghost in you to have discipline enough, self-control to guide your, guard your tongue and your thoughts and your attitude when it gets tough. Amen. I heard somebody here recently talking about self-control. How many need more self-control? <laughs> and, and this man said, you know, a lot of, a lot of times people that are having have, have maybe uh, seem like they have a lot of self-control seem like they do really well in staying in, in, in temptation, temptation and tempting circumstances. The ones that seem like they have the most self-control is really the ones that do their best not to have to exercise self-control. The strong ones are strong enough to say, you know, I probably should avoid situations. Would it be a sin to get that close to it? Well, it'd be stupid. It would be foolish. Amen. So most folks that keep victory in their lives know how to say, hey, here's an area that I struggle with. So I'm going to either avoid that or get real strong if I can't avoid it. What do you mean get real strong? I'm going to be praying up to that point. I'm going to be staying on the word of God and I'm going to I'm going to learn how I can overcome some things. God will help you. God will help you learn these things. You just kind of go on through your life on a whim and just kind of, I'm just going to do my thing. And and that's reckless. Think about it. Pray about it. Have a plan. If you stumble a few times in the same way, then you've got to learn how to to realize that. And a lot of it does not go back to, well, the problem, the person, the thing, that, 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 that situation. Situations will arise. This world is not heaven. And God's not going to just take every stumbling stone out of the way. You're going to have to learn how to deal with it. You're going to have to learn to where there's something you used to trip over. Sometimes you need to just learn how, hey, I know where that is. I'm going to take a different path. Or I know where that is. I'm just going to walk all over that. And But if you know what, if you start focusing on it, hyper-focusing on it, oh, you know, that stone and it's always been this. And, and you know, you're my, after a while, you, you're... Talking like a man, a lunatic in your mind. People in church get so focused on things that make them uncomfortable. What? What kind of world do you think you live in where God just takes everything uncomfortable out of the life? Do you realize what a spoiled, rotten, bratty generation we're living in? Amen. I'm telling you what. Praise the Lord. When you think about what the church has dealt with for centuries before today or today in just about any other place in the world, and we allow the dumbest things to overwhelm our minds, sitting in climate-controlled, electric, lit-up uh, sound system, just trying to get everything just perfect. and huh, Perfect? Are you calling that perfect? I can't hardly feel God around that. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but we get some little, little thing. You know, that just shows how blessed we are. But it's so foolish. So foolish to get so distracted. That we think our comfort and our ease is paramount. You know. Again, can I just kind of go back to a scenario and sit there and say, wow, here I am in heaven. You wouldn't have, you don't believe the kind of church that, that, that we went through sometimes. It just, it was tough. We had a battle, but, but we got through it. Really? Really? Tell me about it. Well, what's your name? My name's Silas. I was Paul's buddy, you know. We were in prison in the midnight hour, sang praises. Prisoners around heard us and ended up praying through it. Uh, the jailer after a while. Tell me, tell me some of your woes. Amen. Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing. Now, did I just use the Bible to contradict myself? Hey, be careful. A lot of folks talk about contradictions. They just, they just don't understand what they're reading in context. I told you you got to be careful about sin. And the Bible says don't be careful. Well, this word careful means to be full of care, to be anxious. doesn't mean don't be, don't. Take precautions about sin and don't be wise concerning temptation. But don't allow anxiety to rule in your mind. Oh, be. The Bible talks about walking circumspectly. Be, being careful with the decisions you make and be, have some forethought in, 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 in your life and, and be aware of what's going to come into your mind and stop some things. Stop some things. Don't don't focus on those things that enter into your mind that are negative and ungodly. The Bible talks about pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You know better than what you're thinking on and you're focusing on. You've got to cast that down. You say, well, it's just what I'm thinking about. Well, stop it. Stop it. Oh, that's easier said than done. Come on. So is it. everything's easier to say. But you've got to be strong enough to start taking steps to do what you need to do to have victory. Amen. This generation we're living in that wants everything done for them. And if, God, you're not just going to take the giant out of the way, then I might as well just be beat up by the giant. <laughs> and if I go to hell, it's your fault. How many times do people want to blame Everybody else, when you're just too weak to stand up and fight a battle. But I'll tell you what, men and women that are going to stand in glory someday, they stood in God's God's strength and God's and faith. Amen. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer. Everything by prayer. Anxiety, the thoughts that are the multitude of thoughts that enter your mind. Prayer. God, help me overcome that. God, if that's in me, I don't want it in me anymore. Confront it. Repent of it. Thoughts. Be careful. Be careful what you're feeding your mind. Somebody wants victory. Wants victory over... Uh, over their thoughts and over and, and and God's power in their lives and what are you listening to? Are you listening to things that are going to help you have victory? Are you you know you're the temple of the Holy Ghost and that's the strength that God's put in you. It's His power. 
you gonna what's playing over the sound system in that temple? Is the Holy Ghost comfortable with that? What are you watching? What are you looking at? I mean, do you really want victory? Do you really want victory? Can you imagine sitting in a in a warfare? Can you imagine maybe maybe back in the Civil War and northern troops gathered around and there's their buddy. They're getting ready to go into battle. And he's there just tapping his foot and whistling. What are you, what are you tapping your foot to? What's that song? I wish I was in the land of cotton. <laughs> Dude, that's their song. That's our enemy. <laughs> that's who we're going to war with. Yeah, but it's kind of catchy. I kind of relate to it. What is wrong with you? You, you, you gotta, you gotta realize when you start identifying with the things of the enemy, that's your entertainment. That's what's playing through your mind. That's what you allow going on. And then you want the Holy Ghost to give you strength. What kind of conversations are you involved in? I'm not saying you don't, you don't stumble and, and have to get up and make some changes, but when you've just given yourself over to, to the, the same kind of language, the same kind of, uh, of thinking and living as, as the enemy. See, you've been brought out of darkness and into light. Now it's time to start, start walking in. And it's going to start inside. It's going to start right here in the, in the multitude of your thoughts. It's where temptation begins. So you've got to recognize if that's, see, here's the thing. There's no shame in this. And I, I, I'm not saying this because I think, you know, the, the hundredth time I've said it, it's still just hilarious to me. But temptation is tempting. And I want you to think about that. That means something to me because a lot of times that word temptation, it, it, it's an ugly word and it sounds so, so nasty and dirty. And, but, uh, but it's tempting. And the fact you've got to realize that the snare that the enemy puts in front of you is tempting. So there's nothing wrong with you because sin catches your eye and, and it tempts you and, and your mind starts thinking, maybe I can just take a little bit of that. Amen. There's a hook in that. There's a snare in that. That the enemy will tell you that because you're tempted, see, that's your heart still messed up. But you need to avoid temptation. Stay away from temptation and, and start recognizing that it's going to start with the very basics of where I'm, where I'm thinking and what I'm, what I'm dwelling on. You can stay away from sin, maybe externally, like the little boy. You've heard maybe preachers talk about that little boy who was made to sit down at the dinner table and, and he just very defiantly says, I'm, I'm sitting down on the outside, but inside I'm still standing up. You know, that's kind of how we can be. And, and we got to be able to recognize, we got to be honest with ourselves and say, you know, inside there's still something I'm dealing with here. And God, if it's tempting, then help me to, to overcome temptation. Don't let yourself believe that just because it's still tempting, something's wrong. That's a lie of the devil. Sin's going to be tempting. 
but you pray and don't don't yield to temptations. Romans 6 talks about it. Read that sometime when you get time. Look what it says. Be careful for nothing. Don't don't allow anxiety for anything in your mind. Just start praying. If you're praying and it's still overwhelming you, get some help. Get some help. Somebody help you walk through it. There's uh, it's sad. There's a lot of times people say, man, I'm really struggling. I'm really going through. I want to, uh, I'm, I'm really in a battle. And then, you know, as a friend and as a pastor, I want to help you overcome that. And you find out some people, I didn't call for you to try to help me. I just wanted to say it out loud. You're, you're, you're in for, reinforcing those thoughts. You know, let me help you break that and overcome it. Sometimes that's, that's the next step in, in defeat. The thoughts become words. The words become actions. The actions become habits. The habits become your character. Right. So it, the, the ball rolls the more you're thinking about it. It's one thing to reach out for help and say, help me overcome this. It's another thing just to be able to, to put it into motion a little bit farther by words. Right. And you've not only just reinforced it in your life you've also dumped it into somebody else's mind now and now they're dealing with it amen so sometimes just foolish talk about dumb thoughts is very foolish and dumb the peace of god which passes understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus isn't that good you need this you need peace you need to be able to have a stillness in your heart and in your mind. There's, there's going to be battles in the multitude of my thoughts. There's going to be countless thoughts that bombard your mind. That's part of the battle. But there's a way to have comfort that will delight your soul. Verse 8. This is uh, so so amazing to me because... It's not just God saying, don't do this and don't do that and don't say this and don't talk about this. A lot of people think that's just what the Bible is, but it's so much more, so much more than that. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true. He's not saying don't think about lies. He's saying think about things that are true. Purposely put your mind on the things that God wants you to be thinking of. Hear me now. When you're angry, this is still in the Bible. <laughs> when you're hurt, it's still in the Bible. That's when you need it the most. You need to stop and start get your mind on things that that God would have you focus on. Well, you're going to need this. Trust me. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. How much of today's society is focused on just getting your mind on all the garbage that's happening today? I'm not talking about being ignorant. I'm not talking about keeping your head in the sand. But you know what? If you're going to be victorious in this life, you're going to have to learn where to draw the line and say, you know what? We don't need to have our minds on this all day. It will drag you into despair, depression, fear. Yes, it will. I didn't say it might. I said it will. If you don't know where to draw the line and start putting your thoughts on better things. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sometimes it's just it can be overwhelming. 
And that's where prayer comes in. That's where ordering your thoughts, stopping yourself, say, wait a minute, I need to start thinking about something good. I'm telling you, there's folks today now, they just don't even believe there's anything good to think about anymore. Hey, are you a Christian? Do you love Jesus? Can you say something good about him? Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. Paul just knew how to say, hey, I've taught you. I've lived an example in front of you. Do that. And the God of peace shall be with you. Hallelujah. Psalm nineteen fourteen is a prayer that really is a prayer that's saying, God, I want you to help me do what I need to do. This isn't just God working. This is the psalmist saying, I know what I need to do, but I need the strength of God to help me do what I need to do. Psalm 19:14 says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Who controls my thoughts, my, my meditations, what I dwell on, what I focus on? I do, but I need God's help and God's strength. So I'm praying about it. Who controls the words that come out of my mouth? I do, but I need God's strength, God's help, that they be the right words. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, listen now, be acceptable in my sight. What a standard. I don't see anything wrong with it. Let the holy eyes of God look at it for a while. I don't think it's so bad. Let, let it be acceptable to, to God. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. If you really want power to be an overcomer, it's going to start down inside of you. It's going to start. That's where the devil's going to fight you in the multitude of your thoughts. When things get difficult, hear me now. It's not when everything's going right, when everything, the pressure is on. When you're in the middle of the lion's den, when everybody around you, that's when, praise God, I know the last few times I've taken uh, part-time jobs in, in, in factories and in, in uh, foundry, the foundry up the road. And, and you know what? I just uh, shine in my light, smiling, hearing the, everything everybody else hears and just saying, Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Knowing that I'm vulnerable, but Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. No, they're not hearing me say it. Sometimes it's just under my breath. Sometimes it's in my mind. But, Lord, I don't want that in my mind throughout the day. I don't want that to, to affect me through the day. And I, I just want to shine the light and walk out of here without even the smell of smoke. Hallelujah. On me. Praise God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. God's got victory for you. But I'm going to tell you where it starts. It's going to start in your heart and in your mind. The meditations of your heart. You know, that's, I love the scripture there in Joshua. I have it hanging on the wall in my office now where it talks about the word of the Lord, the promises of the Lord. Let that be what you think about throughout the day. Let that be your meditation. How much time people waste worrying, anxious, thinking about so much foolishness. Listen to me. I feel like this is what God laid on my heart for tonight. There's, there's a lot of wasted time allowing yourself to focus and think on things that are just foolish. 
worrying about things that have nothing to do with your life. Just moving forward and being everything God wants you to be. Sometimes it's it's so sad to me the the snares that people get caught in through the thought process that just derails into worry and fear and anger worrying about other people and what they're thinking and what they're doing just thoughts that have no bearing on anything healthy for you, your family, for what God's wanting to do to you. If you just stop and pray and say, God, you take care of them. I can't. Lord, you take care of this. I, I, it's above my strength, God. You help me to focus on loving you. Focus on thankfulness. Focus on God's goodness. Praising God. Sometimes praying for God to help somebody and be a strength to somebody rather than worrying so much about what they're doing. Come on, your thoughts are important. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. Let's let's find a place to pray. Lord, I pray for peace that passes understanding. I pray, Lord, you help somebody order their thoughts.
God's got help for each one of us. God's got strength for us throughout the day. You're up against a lot. There's a lot of stress in this world. There's a lot of pressure. But you can have peace. You can have strength. Praise God in Him. Let's all stand. God, I thank you again for your presence here. Thank you, Lord, for your help. God, I pray you just continue to lead us in victory, God. Guide us away from fear, away from anger, away from anxiety, away from discouragement, and in your peace. God, bless your people now. I pray go with us. Strengthen us and shine your light through us that we can strengthen others. We love you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church.